You're listening to The Capital Table. Private capital markets have been evolving for many years, but never more so than in recent times. Take a seat at The Capital Table with leading experts discussing insights into the private equity and M&A world, and take away the knowledge you need to excel in a rapidly changing marketplace. We know this is one table you'll leave feeling full and satisfied. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of The Capital Table. As business owners explore taking their company to market, let's explore today some financial, business, and technology ideas to prepare for sale. Welcome, I'm Steve Brady, partner and market leader of Witham's Transaction Advisory Practice. Joining me today are two of my colleagues who work serving clients throughout the life cycle of a deal. So first of all, Francois Muller, partner in our Transaction Advisory Practice and also Wally Marcus, Senior Manager and Witham's Cloud Solutions and Management Consulting Practice. So let's dive in, gentlemen. Advice for first-time sellers. Francois, let's start with you. Steve, good afternoon and great to be back on the capital table. I am super excited about this discussion because it pains me to tell you how often I see sellers just leave a lot of value on the table by not being prepared for a sale. So, um, you know, initial advice, first thoughts, you cannot underestimate the complexity, the time needed, and the outside assistance required to really successfully execute a sale. Um, You want to make sure that you're working with experienced professionals who can give you the best possible advice as you make the transition. Um, You know, there are folks out there who sell businesses and work in M&A and see deal after deal, and oftentimes as entrepreneurs, you know, you may have sold a business before, maybe one or two. So so finding the right experienced professionals to support you is absolutely key. And that would probably be my first piece of advice to you is recognize that you need advisors. Um, you know, you may be an entrepreneur and very successful at what you're doing, but just recognize that you're not living and breathing deals and selling businesses. And then the other part of it is, is um, you know, Finding the right advisors also matter. Um, you know, you want to find an advisor with experience in the sector, experience in your type of business, but also know who the buyers would be. And and really, in general, as you think about it, you want somebody that's well suited that need to be interviewed. They're not all cut from the same cloth. Um, you know, find an attorney that knows the space. Don't find somebody who's a friend of a friend that is maybe um, a family lawyer, find somebody with experience in M&A and and do your due diligence. And then likewise, other advisors, certainly financial advisors. So look at the accountants, they can help you on the quality of earnings side of things. Investment banks are certainly critical. And and don't forget, if you're you're an entrepreneur selling for the first time, personal tax help so that you can do some tax planning. Start those processes early on before you start to engage all the other advisors to really go to market. And then just one more point on that is for PE-backed businesses, advisors are great because you could use them. It literally fits the definition of an EBITDA ad back. It is a non-recurring item. So take advantage of it. You know, you spend a bit of money now, but it's all EBITDA friendly stuff. Yeah, that's great stuff, Francois. And prepare early certainly uh, goes across the board. You know, Wally, we've been on 
every side of a transaction together. You know, what are your thoughts on advice for first-time sellers? I think I think Francois's point about start early. Uh, the usual the usual mo in these types of deals is is we get engaged three months or four months or five months ahead of the sale, and that is really. Uh, you're already on fire as you approach the sale, so to speak, and it really is uh, putting risk and uh, of eroding value. Um, buyers now are so sophisticated. Sellers are should be equally sophisticated in their opportunity to uh, identify risk, identify gaps, and anything that might erode that value. So as you start to think of technology as a lever in the future, even the thought of a plan, even if you don't have, say, a new fancy accounting system or business system, but you have a plan. If you have a plan, uh, that, that goes a long way in, in showing, first of all, manage, management prowess. It goes a long way in showing that you've thought through some of the gaps and risk. It goes a long way in sort of looking into what the new digital environments are in today's society, which are gone are the days of the old checklist. Okay, you got one of these? Check. Got one of those? Check. All those things are kind of out the window now as you explore deeper into that whole environment, what is called technology. So I hope that, uh, that, that'd be my advice. Start early and be sophisticated to prevent any gaps and risk uh, that, that will impact and erode your value. Yeah, that's great stuff. And so I guess moving beyond just first-time sellers, you know, sellers in general, what are some other top items that you would recommend they do? Again, we'll go to you, Francois. Yeah, I'd say spend the time and do the work. Do a sell-side quality of earnings. Uh, identify some of the skeletons that may be hiding. What is the story and formulate a good story as part of the sale? So don't spend too much time trying to fix all the warts on the business. Have a tight story. Don't be afraid to get in front of it and be prepared to spin them into positives. Um, you, you could certainly identify some of these challenges that you have in the business and, and position them in a way so that the new owner can reap the reward of fixing those challenges. And then, and then I think one more thing that, that is important is if you're a closely held business, you know, you've been an entrepreneur, you've ran the show for long, or you're a private equity owned business and you're the CEO and you know everything, Spend a little bit of time on just thinking about de-risking key man risk. So focus on putting some management structure in place and transferring a lot of knowledge. I mean, that will that will vastly improve the quality of the business and just how investors would view it from a valuation perspective. Yeah, certainly an area that we spend a lot of time on when we're on the buy side, looking at the management teams and uh, started my day early discussing one of those. But let's go over to technology and some other thoughts you have, Wally. I think uh, I think that's exactly right. You have to sort of look at technology more holistically as a seller. And, and again, it comes down to planning, planning off and planning early and, and trying to give yourself an opportunity to fix whatever is potentially broken. So if you if you start early and you're prepared and you're having a more engaging discussion, this is you know non-PE backed if you're selling selling your, your your company. If you start early and you start to think about things like that you're going to be able to get through a lot of those errors and warts that you may have in your business identified based on technology, your digital landscape. Maybe you got a security issue. Maybe you got a cyber issue. And a lot of those things can be shored up uh, pretty quickly with some good conversation and communication with your tech, current tech advisors, uh, or uh, preparing and bringing in a team to actually do a full, full-on assessment. 
So what I see a lot of folks do is, is minimize the importance of the technology, spend a lot of time on all the other aspects, and then assume the value is going to be in there in their technology. Um, by spending that time, by understanding it, you know coming in the buy side is going to do a technology assessment of some kind. They're for sure going to do the IT diligence side. And the more sophisticated they are, they're going to sort of probably expect more of a digital landscape software. Uh, is that software scalable, et cetera? They're going to actually dig in on those fronts. If you're PE backed, you're already planning. The PE firm is not going to let you get away with this at all. They are going to start planning ahead, planning early, planning often, because that transaction was probably a discussion when, when the PE firm first got involved, et cetera. So it's, it's slightly different between the two, but again, both will do the same. In one side with the PE firms, we see that they, they force the issue on that, on that tech side. Yeah, absolutely. And as you look at the business, and, and certainly whether it's an entrepreneur or a group of entrepreneurs who built you know, a business from uh, either scratch or through an acquisition they made, or a private equity-backed company, I mean, you're transferring a business and operations and and people, and you know, as you step back and look at it from a financial and business perspective, Francois, what you know, what are some of the key things you think that uh, sellers should consider? Yeah, I think while you 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 raise a really good point there. By nature, for private equity-backed uh, portfolio companies, you know, just by nature of working with private equity. They will have some very sophisticated accounting systems and reporting functions in place. So that is that's obviously an area that will get addressed then. Um, you know whether it's the first time selling to a private equity or 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 otherwise. But you know if if, if this is the first time selling, you haven't gone through that process again. Just be aware of your financial reporting and 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 get ahead of it. It never looks good if you're going to get a prospective acquirer in there and ask for some financial documentation and you're scrambling to put it together, or you just don't have a good way of managing payroll and getting those processes just buttoned down. And then obviously that translates to the whole operation. It doesn't matter what you do, what widget or service you sell. And that's really where the technology can can become a, a key part of it. Um, you know, the cleaner your books, the faster the sale process. You know, think really hard about understanding EBITDA, know what EBITDA is, know what levers you could pull to get to uh, the best EBITDA number that will drive value, because this is probably going to be the most important metric from a financial perspective in any transaction. And then um, understand and know the story behind revenue, your top line. Is it growing? Is it declining? Is it stagnant? Why? And same thing on the earnings and EBITDA front, and, and, and what does profitability look like? So, you know, really knowing your financial metrics, but also knowing how to report it and having a good handle on it from a financial point of view, that is absolutely critical. Yeah, that's a, gr- a great overview. And, you know, Wally, what would you add to that thought process Francois got for us here? Excel spreadsheets. So when we walk in, what we notice is if you're selling, if what we're selling in the technology. So although those core issues are daunting, Many people are just reporting in Excel and their finance systems are not allowing them to see EBITDA and, and, and the various other KPIs that they or key performance indicators that they might want to have. And they're building and living inside of Excel. 
which is both good and bad. Uh, analysis is important and I don't want to minimize it. And we as a firm use Excel extensively as well. However, in this case where you want to have almost a dashboard, the PE firms are expecting and will probably overlay their own KPIs into your business as they start thinking about your business. Preparing yourself for that sort of involvement uh, will will get you ready for your sell side because you're already planning with what's important to you. You then can tell, you know, it's like sitting in the car. I've got this much gas. Here's the speed limit. And I can look at my business and I can make a really key decision as to how my business is performing and acting. When you have that level of knowledge to Francois's point, then you're in a better place to be able to articulate and gain value in the in the deal negotiation side. Yeah, you guys really hit hit the nail on the head. I mean, again, management meeting we had today. The the answer to what, how do you operate the business? What metrics do you look at? And what KPIs? It could have been a much better answer. Let's just leave it at that and change the direction. Uh, really looking at technology. And Wally, we'll stay with you. You know, what's some of the key things to consider from a technology perspective? I'm going to hit again on timing, Steve, because I think. If I look at all the deals we have, there's very few that are not imminent, meaning they're they're forthcoming. Somebody's already decided to make that make that make that move, and they're going to sell. This is on somebody selling their own business or a few a group of entrepreneurs, and and it tends to be very quick. And it tends to be, hey, I'd want to sell my business, and three or four or five or six months later, I I can do it. Versus. A PE starts with the end goal in mind. They start with an exit strategy. They know they know what they need to get it to to get the multiple they're driving at. So it's almost trying to help uh, get technology in place and start thinking about that so they can support Francois's conversation around the business metrics and get your value in the right place and, and drive that negotiation on the sell side so that you're not left sitting there across the table from a savvy negotiator who has poked a hole in your plan and now, now is able to then try to negotiate or get a discount or or erode some of your value. So to me, to me, what 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 I find in the technology side is some really really big issues: cyber or risks. They can have limited effort to remediate. So cyber, for example, if you don't have a privacy policy on your website or you are exposed in certain areas, cyber might be one of those things that you can actually activate upon early. It is a key conversation piece of any IT diligence work that, that folks are doing these days, and it would help mitigate that risk. Just as an example, um, being on the latest versions of your software, although that sounds pretty straightforward, you'd think everybody's doing it. That's not the case. There's sometimes we walk in and patches aren't done, updates aren't done to your software, and you're on older versions, wondering why there's gaps in either your integrations, et cetera. And then the last two things kind of go together. Do your own performance testing of your systems. Challenge your systems. Put them to load. Can I scale? So imagine if someone, if you were buying your business, what they want to know is, can I scale your business? They don't want to buy it for X and sell it for X plus one. They want to sell it for a multiple of some kind. So if I buy it and I can't scale that business, that means they have to invest and put all that money in. And that will be a really strong negotiation tactic on their side. So be sure that you've thought through some of that, the retention of your information and and those things. Last point is on technology roadmap. Take the time to map through your current application. Look at your application. Where is my data? How does my data flow through? We use a technique called customer journey, which is you know, taken from the marketing world. And I'm looking at how 
data flows through and all of the in, uh, external and internal customers that my data may touch all the way along the way through, all the way to the reporting aspect. By doing that, you really do understand the technology and how you're working with uh, technology in your organization. And you'll have a great conversation with the buy side team because you'll actually understand where your parts, pieces and parts and data all reside. Yeah, these are great points. And, and certainly as you just talking about licenses that are out of date or other things. I mean, one of the things that comes to mind for me is Francois and I are on the buy side. Uh, when we're on the buy side, I mean, you're looking for things like that as an indication a company is trying to reduce expenses to prepare for sale. That's not preparing for sale. You guys have really brought up some great points how to truly prepare for sale, not just lower your expenses so you can raise your EBITDA because it'll get found in buy side diligence um, you know that always has been true but certainly with the valuations especially private equity firms or savvy buyers are paying it'll get found out in diligence so you know great great points guys let's uh, let's wrap up with just some other thoughts you have for sellers to maximize value in a sale francois yeah i think you know Taking all this information that you can pull from, if, you, if you've put in these sophisticated or more sophisticated technology platforms in place, take the information and be able to tell the story about your business with some level of sophistication. You know, I think of it as more of a softer skill or a softer point. Um, you know, one area that management should focus on is their presentation and their management meetings and presentations. Uh, you know, leadership teams put a lot of effort into pulling together decks and selling their company and presenting it the right way and gathering all the information. Spend the time to actually prepare and practice it. You know, speak with passion. It doesn't matter if you're selling, you know, a widget or a service or what it is. Be passionate about the business, about the people and the opportunity. And get comfortable with public speaking because you may be doing a lot of those presentations. And that passion will translate into a higher multiple and more confidence on the buyer's side. It'll impress the buyers. It'll reassure them that your business is a great investment. Wally, your thoughts? Uh, I, I'm, I feel the same way. Make sure that you understand where, again, to my point on the previous, uh, previous part of my statement was, make sure you understand where your data resides, where your information resides, and that you are able to articulate it. Try to put yourself in you buying your own company for a moment and think about what questions you'd ask yourself. Those are likely the questions that are going to be asked. And I think Steve said it very well. Don't try to hide anything. It is going to come out and you're better to, even if you have a weakness, make it a strength by showing your strength in management and having a good, healthy discussion. We didn't put a new ERP in now, but what we did do was put a roadmap together. We know what ERP we need. And we wanted to do this as part of that next phase when you guys come in. Something like that, for example. Don't make the lack of a new ERP be your weakness. Make it your strength that you've thought it through and, and it became a healthy discussion. Absolutely. Well, enjoyed our discussion, gentlemen. Uh, I think we got some great ideas for those preparing for sale. So to our audience of the Capital Table, thanks for joining us. And we certainly, in this case, wish you a successful sale process. You've been listening to the Capital Table. For more information, please visit witham.com. Thank you for listening.